Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and today we brought on a really awesome guest. We brought on other than JJ Freeze, MTG strategist, the one, the only, the creator of the MTG Content Creator Awards, who also is on the Undying MTG YouTube channel, the Stomping Grounds podcast, as well as the Deck Builder half of Chuckwagon MTG, the YouTube channel over there as well too. Um, we brought him on to mainly talk about the new MTG Content Creator Awards for 2019 that are he's due to work and release and start talking about more a little bit later next month. Uh, really just talk about a lot of the process and procedures of the Content Creator Awards, what it was like last year, what are some like the voting methods and all that kind of stuff. It was great having him on. I will say this. I do apologize probably about the first 15 to 20 minutes of the podcast i noticed his audio levels were a little bit down and i didn't fix it until when i noticed they were about like 15 20 minutes in i do apologize i don't really have a way of fixing that um so once again like i said i apologize about it ahead of time so please bear with it you can still hear him he'll just be a little bit on the low side so you may have to turn up your um audio on either your computer or on your phone or in your car wherever you're you may be listening so once again i apologize uh before we begin let's get a little ad out of the way this podcast is brought to you by legitmtg.com legitmtg.com is the place to buy magic singles and sealed product and any order over two dollars more has free shipping anywhere in the u.s of america that is legitmtg.com, legitmtg.com. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming JJ Freeze, aka MTG Strategist. Hey everybody, Zuby here, and I have got with me JJ the Freeze, the one and only the the mastermind behind the content creator awards for Magic the Gathering, as well as part of the Stomping Grounds podcast with Undying MTG, Langalia. I'm always gonna I'm gonna mess that up. And then uh King of Jank, who is uh Krufix brother of mine. And then you're also part one of the another half of the Chuckwagon MTG, like the deck builder, right? Yep. So how's it going, man? Not too bad. Thanks for inviting me on. I've been wanting, you know, I've been wanting to talk to you, especially about the content creators awards, because uh, I, I feel like you've lived the life of a creator. You've had the ups oh, yeah. and downs. Oh yeah. And, 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 I, and I patterned the awards as a kind of reflection of that kind of life. Yeah, man. Uh, it was um, it was really cool being a part of that with Ten Street Hooligans. Um, with John Dunning coach and Johnny Slivers. Pixie wasn't a part of it at the time. Yes. Um, I think that was sh that was right before she joined too, or a little bit after. I don't remember when we recorded it, but I just, I, I actually watched the whole, the, not, not the whole video the other day, but just certain clips and snippets of it. Um, so yet yeah, you're doing it again this year, and it seems like it, you're trying to do it bigger, better than ever. And you've already got some cool things planned, some stuff that I wish I could talk about. <laughs> I can't yet. And um, I actually... People will be, people will be talking about it <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> well, if they even get that far, and then they're just going to be like, oh, dear God, and then they're going nah, to they're gonna burn themselves or something. I don't know. If you watch the awards this year, watch it all the way to the end. <laughs> and I mean to the very end. Because oh God! It has a special surprise. <laughs> that is, I so let, let me talk a little bit about how sure uh, uh, about how this 
this thing happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what got you started to even want to do this to begin with? Because it's a pretty big undertaking, too, because all the logistics you did for the first one was pretty crazy, where you had to get all these content creators to first of all say like hey do you mind doing this and recording a little clip out of it and then two is you did the whole live stream and it was just a, it was a really cool experience it's you know it, it was it was just fun it was a fun experience to see that yeah. well you guys i'm pretty sure you guys were the first ones to agree to do a presentation because you know you always start with your friends like the people yeah. that that you can ask them to do something stupid and then they know that someday in the future they can ask you to do the same <laughs> so oh yeah I, I know john's already asked me he, he's like hey can you send me a video doing this and i'm like i guess i owe you one <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so you guys i guess through this process i've become the king of the cold call you know where you because i have to contact so many different content creators to make this happen if you saw last year there was one category that i presented myself which one because was that again? It was the uh, best article. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I, you know, you can only cold call so many people and ask them to do something. And then, uh, you know, people drop at the last minute because they don't, the first year, nobody knows what you're, what you're trying to accomplish. You try to explain it yeah. to them. And, you know, I got, I met, got met with um, suspicion. I received hundreds of emails from random people telling me that I'm ruining everything for the world. How are you I'm ruining saying, stuff? Well, because it it's a little divisive uh, to have an award ceremony, and I, I realize it's inherent in the in the fact that I'm giving a trophy to one person. You know, it's a little. It says this person is the best at doing this, but I hoped that I could focus people on the process of it and really fan the flame on every little content creator that got nominated, that got you know put out there in any way, that got mentioned, that contributed something. So I really tried to focus it on the process. And I think last year went really well uh, for, you know, for as much as it was kind of cobbled together. Uh, I, you know, I, I shot it in a hotel room, <laughs> literally on my knees on a cell phone. With a, oh damn! With a portable green screen behind me, in wearing a tuxedo top and shorts, and it was. <laughs> you didn't go full blown tuxedo. Well, I had to. So, so, did, did you just rent the top? <laughs> well, I, well, it was it was a suit, and then I have a tuxedo from work. And, <laughs> and, uh, but I I you know I put together a tuxedo, and um, shot the whole thing. And you have to do each presentation multiple times because you you mess up the names, you mess, you know, delete, 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 yeah. start over, and you know you're on, I'm on my knees the whole time because <laughs> Jesus because <laughs> honestly it was the first time I worked with a green screen and you can kind of see if you look real close you can kind of see this little halo around me of yeah I, I overcompensated for dark but I was trying to get the light just right and the only way I could get it right was to me for me to get down on the floor put the green screen on a couch <laughs> oh my God. cell phone over it was it was like the most content creator moment <laughs> oh god was, just and it but you know i looked at it i'm like man i look like i'm standing on a stage that's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah you fooled me i had no idea you were like 
<laughs> it was. I thought you were just sit like sitting down somewhere and. Yeah. And then. <laughs> so the this whole thing started, and like I said at the beginning, how I appreciate talking to you about it because you've been very open about, you know. You, you did an article on the dark side of content creation and you did a video on it as well, but talking about the ups and downs of it and the, um, the kind of inner turmoil of being a content creator of screaming into the darkness. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and I, I even, I even put a little clip of that in the middle of, of the video of the award show last year. Cause I thought it was important that, uh, people understand the whole purpose of this isn't to pick out the greatest creator ever and then it's really uh, if you look at how the categories are chopped up it's really made to highlight everybody every content creator of every kind and for us to celebrate them all at once and you know the, the award show is a single show but the process takes months and during those months last year the best part of it was someone got nominated you know the I didn't think any, you know, very many people would jump in on it because um, it was a new thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, you know, there were some initial people that uh, came at me because they were upset that I was, I was like, who the hell do you think you are? Um, thinking you can judge because I, I didn't put out any rules or anything at the beginning. I just said, hey, I'm doing this thing. I made a website with a name. And I was working out the rules as I went, but I used that as feedback. You know, that's a good point. Who the hell am I to judge who's the best? So it has to be voted on, but only by content creators. So each content creator looking at the at each other content creator and saying, you know, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna base my vote on the quality that you put out last year, and just last year. Um, yeah. So a couple years back. Uh, the MTG community uh, was kind of fractured. There was a, you know, I, I I was kind of getting into the social media side of it at that point. Yeah. And um, that's with the um, the incident with uh, um, Jeremy and um, Sprinkle. That that was kind of the trigger. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And see, so I had, you know, when you when you first start out, you you make friends with a bunch of different people so I had friends on kind of both sides of the aisle you know I had friends that were a little bit blacklisted um, and then I had friends that you know wanted me to blacklist those other friends but that's not it's not especially accurate how I operate um, so I thought about it for a long time about how how to heal a community you know how to not just how to build a wall around a community because uh, we can you know it's easy to do that I can block everybody in the world I can build a nice little safe castle for me to hide in but what I wanted to do was to progress the community and to allow some space for forgiveness um, you know allow people that had been blacklisted to work their way back into a place where they could just create content and we could all focus on the content uh, and that's the reason for the year, you know, a single year where if you're not DCI banned or if Watsi hasn't shot you in the head with a lifetime band, then you can you can participate in, in the content creators awards um, because you've upheld the guidelines, you know, the, the code of conduct for that entire year. 
So it, it has installed forgiveness in it. Um, so the, and I, you know, I was thinking of more of a higher level approach to moving the community forward. Uh, so how do you do it? How do you get everybody involved? Um, well, everybody wants recognition. That's the whole reason for contact. Oh yeah. That's, that's a human nature when you're doing something like that. Yeah. And how, how, I mean, how many times have you have as a content creator put something out, you thought it was the, some of the best work you've ever done. And then you sat there and watched the views click up to 10 and then you're just level off and you just like, it's all, it's heart, it's heartbreaking for a content creator. Oh yeah. You know? And it's probably not because of what you made the the work you put into it. it's probably because nobody has access to it nobody can see it and the the different audiences the way they hang out you know it's a little tribal you know you and we're, we're creatures of routine where we constantly go back to the same well to drink you know mm-hmm. so i wanted to stir the pot you know i wanted to to scoop up some of those people that aren't being looked at and kind of throw them in the face of everybody and say hey look at these people and you can't just you can't just, you know, shout them out on social media like that. That's, that's a, it's a great thing to do to constantly, but it has to be something a little more permanent, you know. So I thought, well, what if we rewarded them for their work in, and then break it into categories where, especially when you get into the smaller categories, you know, best new creator, small creators um, for each category. Um, you're showing the, showing them alongside your MTG goldfishes and your mana sources and your your you know um, pleasant Kenobis. You know you're putting them side by side. Um, so that was the whole idea behind it was you know move the community forward, allow for some healing, and give us a chance to celebrate in a positive way. Um, I think the most time I spent. Uh, last year was answering going back and forth in emails with people individuals <laughs> trying to convince them that I'm not Satan <laughs> oh, geez. did you really have stuff like that where so many so many well because what well, was it from and I, I I don't want you to like name drop here but was it from other content creators or was it just from random yeah. people no no content creators uh, you know it's your art out here you put your art out there yeah. You become protective of it. You don't want someone judging it. And there's always the chance that, there's always the option if you get nominated to drop and just say I don't want to participate. That's totally fine. I'll still, you know, shout out your your, your nomination to say hey, this person got nominated um, and then silently remove them from the ballot, but give them the, you know, cuz I'm I'm talking to their audience. When someone yeah. nominates someone else, like if somebody nominated you and they didn't see your name pop up every single time I, I said, hey, look, here's the list of nominees that have been submitted so far, they're going to be upset. You know, they're going to be like, well, I nominated Zoobs. He's not up there. And I've gotten those emails, too. <laughs> but one of the things I fixed this year was last year, the nomination sheet was a little um, simple. It was a little little simple you know yeah. it it allowed a lot of room for mistakes <laughs> so, mm. and when you've received thousands of nominations those mistakes just you know you you don't know what someone's like some people accidentally nominated 
themselves uh, unintentionally. Oh, in okay. And they're saying, you know, I think Zuby is the best ever. And then they put the link to a website that went to their own site. It's like, so it was a little, I, I got to clear that up. So this year, that's fixed. I've made it super easy, <laughs> super easy to nominate. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I received a lot of, uh, uh, had a lot of issues with that. But the audience needs to see that their guy has been nominated, you know, that, then and then uplift them throughout the entire process. Um, I mean, that, that's the whole, or that's the, uh, the best part of it. Uh, except for when it's all over. So, uh, you notice <laughs> I waited. Yeah. So, you know, we, we do the nominations. Uh, we're shouting out people for the nominations. People are like, ah, oh, you know, ar- you know, friendly arguing back and forth. Ah, oh, you yeah. didn't get nominated. I got nominated. And then you have the award show. And everybody loves the award show. It's a lot of fun. But then I wait about three months, maybe four months. And then I start posting people's comments about those people, which... I love that. It's just a list of, and I, I'm, you know, I make it a mandatory little fill box where you have to write, why are you nominating this person? That is the best. You know, even if, even if a content creator didn't make it to the ballot, they may get a list of, of the things that people said about them. And it just, it validates their, all their work. Yeah. Even if it's just a few comments, just, it's the stuff people tell you in private. You know, it's not something they're going to post under a video and say, hey, I really respect everything that you do. You know, people don't normally do that. They mostly buy nice video. Ha, ha, yeah, ha. yeah. <laughs> you know, but people kind of bear their souls on these on these uh, nomination forms and their ballots. And the, some of the stuff that's written is really beautiful. So you've got some pretty good categories here. And I like that you try to also, uh, I guess pander is a wrong word, I guess cater cater to the the smaller content creators as well um because we all know that if we all know that if you didn't it, it'd be all only the popular content creators out there that would right. always win and it's and that's to be expected right because not ev- not everyone can be a jimmy wong or a professor or anything like that and it's it's nice to see you go towards those medium to small audiences there, but also how do you, I, I guess, what was some of your thought process or were you worried at all that there'd be a lot of brigading in this kind of voting or nomination as well too? Like what's your sort of thought process of trying to steer that away? And, and I'm not talking about brigading towards a bad content creator or something like that, but just right. sort of like if I go out there right now, like when nominations happen, I'll be like, all right, everybody, I need everybody to nominate, nominate <laughs> Zuby. All right. You better do it. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of okay with people's audiences getting involved because, uh, it, I mean, that's that's probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, I can't stop an, a content creator from saying, hey, I want to be nominated. And they did it last year. They said, you know, I, I saw it constantly on people's websites. And they're like, hey, get out there and, hey, vote for me. I'd love to be nominated if, you know, if you see fit. And people put their names out there. Um, the You can... You have to give credit where credit is due to. So the larger content creators are, you know, are titans of magic industry. They are, you know, they're pillars in the community. They're, they're just, you know, 
you're you're not going to be able to steer away from those people so you have to give them their space to be the best but <laughs> the categories are are designed so they're not the best of every you know they're not just the best of every single one that's the, the reason why so last year we had so podcast best podcast and i just recently broke that into three categories because i realized you know the one who the the the, the magic mics won it last year uh, for best and and if you have if you've ever watched magic mics it's a very engaging podcast oh yeah a lot of fun you know you know they got good uh good conversations back and forth so i realized you know they have the potential to win best podcast every single year and they may deserve that but they need to have their own category where it doesn't interfere with you know the guy that just came out this year um the one that has you know uh 200 followers or 200 subscribers and he's trying to make a name for himself can't you know it can't overshadow that guy's work so i I, i'm i still question the the audience numbers you know, I know I break down. Yeah, because for podcasts, how, how are you even going to determine that? Because, <laughs> I mean, if you look at my YouTube views of my podcast compared to my audio downloads, my audio downloads are like, it's like up here and my YouTube views are like down here and yeah. all that. It's And, you know, it's I only really give those analytics away to potential sponsors and yeah. all that stuff. So, I mean, how, how are you going to determine something like that for podcasts, if you don't mind me asking? No, it's it's a great question. Um, so a, a lot of the podcasts, uh, I can I can figure it out. You know, I, I put on you know, on part of the nomination process that the audience, whoever nominates, yeah, there's a spot in there to put what audience level we're looking at. So I can I can figure it out kind of from what's submitted, and then there's other. Um, I wouldn't say social engineering, but there's other uh, social tools you can use to determine su- subscriber levels of different things. So I can, since I've made them so wide, you know, zero to 3,000, 3,000 to 15,000, I can kind of guesstimate it in those ballparks. You know, if someone's right on the edge, they can argue the point. But, I, you know, I don't think someone who's at the top of the medium category is going to argue to get into the bottom of the large category. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, dang it. I don't want to be the best of this category. I want to be the worst of that category. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I can kind of guesstimate it to some extent. Um, and in some cases, when I don't know, I'll go straight to the content creator and they can privately tell me what category they're in. Um, the, the this is a hands-on, full contact um, award show. <laughs> I have to talk to, and it's every day. As soon as I announced next year's awards, I received, you know, twenty-five emails from content creators. How do I make? How do I get in on this? How do I get in on this? <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's good. That that that's yeah. exciting because it's um, you know, it, it is cool. It does make you feel good, you know, as a content creator, like it being nominated or even hell being a part of the top nominees or, you know, be even if you were to potentially win as well too. It's it's a really cool feeling and it's nice for Magic to have something like this, and it's you know it, it's fun. It's exciting and it's um. 
it's sort of like a little you know pat on the back type thing for the people out there and it's uh you know you mentioned before where you know the the ups and downs of content creation and you know i've certainly been through it and it's um it it, it is it, it is something that you know that every kind of content creator struggles with and it's um you know and this is just a nice little like i said nice little pat on the back for it well you you know uh pappy popper yes so so literally two days before the awards came out it was and it's hard because there's a point in time where i'm the only one on earth that knows who won every single award yeah and i'm i have to sit there quietly and uh listen to my friends and you know sometimes they're down you know sometimes they're down in the dumps where they're like i want to quit content creation i'm tired of this it's miserable oh yeah um, it's never gonna amount to that and you're sitting there holding a ward with their name on it and you're like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i know man it's tough just stick with it <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and it, you know that, i i wish maybe i should do like a behind the scenes uh because it's really funny how yeah, it, that, that, that could be something cool to do, like, behind-the-scenes <laughs> vlogs of, you know, your process. I'm sure people would love that, you know, just knowing, like, how you do it all and, you know, and all the stuff that gets put into it as well, too. Just just from listening to you for the past, you know, 20 minutes here, it sounds like there's a lot of thought and effort put into it. And it's not just something, hey, send me your nominees and then I'm going to choose and that's it. <laughs> that's uh, what everybody thought it was at first, that... I was going to put it out on Twitter or something like this is the best like they like when they were voting on the best yeah. magic card ever that I was just going to have a Twitter poll. And then uh, it was it was weird because I had to convince people at every single step of the you know, I had to take a picture of the trophy and send it to people who won it and say, "Look, this is your trophy. It's a it's not it's not a piece of paper or something. I am going to put this in the mail and send it to you. And they're like, oh, yeah. okay, here's, here's my address. Yeah, and John is supposed to send me a piece of the trophy, too, for the <laughs> they said, we said. He's supposed to send it to a piece of all the hooligans. Still hasn't done it. Friggin' they, no. <laughs> they, you know, you, you guys earned that. That was a... Uh, well, I'd say it's a lot more John. J John is really the heart of, you know, 10 Street Hooligans and of that channel. He puts a lot into it, and it's... um. It's, it's something to say about someone when they can pull in other people to, you know, really help you out and, you know, try to put on a good show like he does. And um, it, it, it's exciting doing the 10 Street Hooligans every every week, too. It's it's a fun show. Yeah, you guys have been very innovative and the personalities. It's like it's hard to get a good mix of personalities. Sometimes you know, I've listened. So, you know. I would say that I'm probably the most uh, avid content creator, you know, uh, consumer. Um, I'm so bad at consuming magic content. <laughs> well, <creators. laughs> well, honestly, content creators aren't, you know, that's not their gig. You know, they don't go out and watch it, a lot of other people's. And I kind of, you remember when I started the uh, the uh, Facebook page for the content creators? Um, oh, the We Are MTG, or the, or is, or was it another one? Because I remember yeah. you started one of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So after the origin of We Are MTG, um, which um, you know, it, I would say it's it's kind of slowing down that whole idea of We Are MTG. Yeah. I still throw it out as a hook for new content 
to new content creators because I, um, I, I search that out every week. I'll go into Twitter and I'll search out we are MTG and then I'll go and I'll, you know, most people <laughs> like, 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 I like, click on the link and I'll start watching because I, that's just something I enjoy to do. And, you know, it's, that's, that's me. Well, I that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a consumer of it. So, you know, and now, you know, the more people I reach out to, I consider them friends and they put out a video or they put out this, then I'll go, I'm like, oh, I want to watch it. I get, I, oh, I can't watch it today. I, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it on the drive home tomorrow. And I kind of schedule it like I, you would schedule audio books or you would schedule yeah. a, t- a TV show that you want to watch. <laughs> you sometimes, DVR your magic content. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, I kick myself because I'll miss one. And I, but now I'm so widespread, um, I have to kind of have a day of consuming content a day of looking for new content and then a day of working on my own content. <laughs> you know, like I have to like break up my life like that because it's, it's, it, it is time consuming. And, oh, yeah. uh, my, uh, since, you know, a lot of content creators are hard to find. Um, it's tricky to find them. And if you notice over the last few weeks, uh, my strategic, I did some strategery, and I was like, you know what? Um, these on Friday we do shout outs and we shout out everybody and we're like, hey, you know, but Bad Wolf MTG is like the, the queen of shout outs and then she she switched to a list of content creators. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to just to calm it down because it was like, you know, every Friday I would. Well, I I used to do that too. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, I don't know if you remember the kitchen table magic forums. Um, yes that the guy Lazaric or Laz, um, he and I were the ones who originally started the hashtag Friday MTG yes. where we would do single shout outs to content creators. And I would try to do it every Friday mm-hmm. to give people shout outs. And after a while, like more and more people just wanted to be a part of that list. And it got to a yeah. point where I'd be doing <laughs> like 50 shout outs and, and I would try to write out a specific tweet like, Hey, check out their new content or they're, they're really cool. Cause I'd be like you, like I'd want to consume as much as I could, but it just, it got to a point where I'm like, I can't do this anymore more there's just more and more people want to be added to the list and i'll be honest this is gonna sound mean all right this is gonna sound mean and i don't mean it to sound mean but it's so many people that were just opening booster packs and you know doing the same old deck techs that everyone else does it's like i can only handle so much of it where i'm like as soon as i someone would you know i am me or something like hey check out my channel it's just another booster pack channel i'm like nope please <laughs> no more well, yeah and everybody has their flavor you know, yeah that flavor. and i think people go through stages because when uh i mean i did it too i, I yeah. Yeah. well there was a point where i loved it i was like and eat there's still a point now where there's a, when they were doing a new pre-release or they do a release and yeah yeah people are cracking packs and i'm like well, okay, I'll watch a few. I, I love watching old stuff now. Like it, yeah. it, it's um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Open Boosters. Like whenever he does like alpha, beta, you know, you know pr- pretty much anything um, pre eighth edition and before. It's I love watching that old stuff because it just brings back so many memories. Yeah. Uh, and it, all that. It, it, it's exciting sometimes, uh, but you know. But consuming too much of it is just. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, sometimes it hits at the wrong time where, you know, you're about to like right. You know, we're talking Throne of Eldraine. We're talking, 
the next set or uh, commander yeah. 2019 and you know the the pack opening for the core 2020 drops and you're like ah, i might let that one go you know it's, <laughs> um, it's yeah because it, it's right it's more timing than anything else uh, you know and some content content creators are impeccable t- at timing they know when to to throw something out there because people are yeah. looking for it uh, that is a art and the you know those people rise quickly and i think a lot of it just what i was saying too and what mishy said in the last episode is really just trying to find your voice like if you're really want to do magic content creation or just like content creation in general it's really finding what you want to do and who you are as a content creator it's you know i i love magic but i realize that I originally started this podcast because I was trying really hard to get into the competitive scene of magic and I really, really enjoyed it. So this was going to be sort of like my journey into getting into competitive magic. And then when I realized like, I just don't like competitive magic anymore and just (laughs) after, and, and I've told these experiences before on my channel, um, or on some episodes is also just, you know, there's just, so many unique magic players out there mm-hmm. <laughs> especially in florida apparently yeah um, i played magic in florida for a while yeah. in, in, ja- in jacksonville oh yeah you saw some unique that's, people probably that's actually the birthplace of where that's where i was when i discovered magic oh okay. and, yeah and there you know honestly you know i live in san diego now but uh, florida's got a ton of of local game stores Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, well, it also really depends where you are too. Yeah. Because um, in Tampa, there's quite a few. There's a lot of good choices in Tampa. Same with Orlando, Jacksonville, I'm sure. Oh, wow. Um And then yeah, some of the some of the nicest game stores. Because I've been I've been to a lot of places throughout the U.S. and some of the ones I'd probably say in Florida and Georgia have been probably some of the nicest ones I've been mm-hmm. to. But then there's also, of course, living in Florida, you see some of the the not so nice ones where yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, you're just well, like you know, I. Florida's an interesting place. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, Florida man through and through. <laughs> oh my but, gosh, but yeah, but yeah, that that was my original goal for this podcast, and so it eventually evolved into. I love doing interviews. I love interviewing people. And then I still do my solo episodes where I talk about whatever. And then it got to a point where it's like, especially when I took my little break this year. And then when I came back, I realized I just miss podcasting more than I actually do playing magic, the gathering. Mm -hmm. And I still love the game and all that. It's, and now I'm just at the point where I'm just going to do whatever I want. And if people don't like it, cool it's like do i still do i still want people to listen to it and you know for it to be popular yeah sure of course but i'm not gonna like yeah you know whatever well you you, you kind of wear your heart on your sleeve so i yeah i, I can t- i could tell um there was a point over the last say few weeks or so where you just have been enjoying this and i you know because you can, you can, you know, I can tell when you're bent out of shape or you're you're unhappy and you're like grumping on your podcast. And oh, like, yeah. Everything sucks. <laughs> everything does. It's like, why do I do this? this oh man, miserable. you should you should hear my wife be like, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but, but lately, 
lately I can tell you're having a good time with it. And, um, it, you know, I, I got to tell you my opinion about uh, Michelle Sutcliffe. You know, Uh-oh. since you just interviewed her. Um, I think she is a gem. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Absolute gem. Yeah, I was one. I was one really super surprised that she said yes. And then when we scheduled it, I'm like, I was a little nervous and I I felt, you know, afterwards I felt maybe I was, I wouldn't say sucking up or anything, but I I felt maybe at some points I was trying a little bit too hard because, you know, it's someone with Watsy. I'm going to try to be respectful and all that. And I don't want to come across like, I want to try to be as professional as I can be. I know, I know my podcasts are usually pretty laid back and I'll curse and all that stuff. And, but with her, it's like, well, shit, now, now people at watching <laughs> might be listening to this and I'm like, Oh crap, I got to straighten up here a little bit. And, and put some pants on. <laughs> I know. Right. All right. Well, I'm not wearing it. <laughs> I just assumed. So. No, no, but, um, no, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, that, that was probably one of my more fun podcasts because, and that's one of the things that I always love is getting people that are just easy to talk to. Yeah. And it's, um, I've mentioned this before in my podcast when I was a manager, you know, having to interview people. Oh my God. It's just some of the worst experiences, <laughs> just interviewing people. Just answering to yes, no questions with yes, no, like, yeah, it's, and then it's getting, (laughs) it's it's trying to get people to talk. And then as bad as this sounds, it's also then starting to play games with people during interviews because you have to do so many that you get so bored doing them. (laughs) And so then some of my interview games would be, I'd have to say certain phrases in, in the interview and like me and the the other person interviewing with me, we'd have to say certain phrases and try to do it with straight face without laughing too. <laughs> some of the best. Um, or, or, or one of my favorites is playing good cop, bad cop. And I'd love being bad cop where all, all I would do is just stare at them. Like their nice. soul, like look completely unimpressed by what they're saying. <laughs> and then, and then have the other one try to open them up and, you know, start talking and all that stuff. Yeah. And I would only really do that to people that I know right away. They're not going to get the job. Cause yeah. y- you can just tell. <laughs> well, it's like, what, what's that guy? A uh, one question man or where he, he asks one question of a celebrity and then he just holds the mic there and doesn't oh, ask any more questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So you've got, you've got, um, content creator awards, 2019 working here. Um, it looks like you got a Kickstarter starting next month, which I can't believe it's already going to be September. I know. And you know what show I'm launching that on? What show is that? <laughs> oh, a little show called Tin Street Hooligans. Never heard of it. But, it sounds yeah, terrible. <laughs> it's got some sketchy people on it. but uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely some sketch on there. <laughs> but I, it's, uh, I, I'm hoping to do a tour through different people's shows because i i don't want uh the the whole trick of this entire thing is to bring attention to other content creators and not to yourself so uh you know to to survive this in a positive way but to never point at yourself so i don't uh i was approached by sponsors i i declined because um i thought it would be a a little i don't want to turn a profit you know, I, I want to make this a zero-sum game. 
Would you also be afraid if those sponsors would try to get yes. their own content creators nominated and win too? Yes, any kind of inf- un, you know, even the perception of influence over me. And I realize I'm a I'm a single point of failure, and I haven't quite figured out how to uh, safeguard um, myself in that position where you need to make a, a, a content creator awards committee so, sort of like what the edh committee does mm-hmm. do but something all, like that but they're all content creators <laughs> so it'd be like everyone who has influence over me would have influence over the content creator awards and if it's a content creator then you know what i mean like it's a i'm like who do i get that's you get someone outside <laughs> of magic i don't know <laughs> I'll go to my neighbor's house. <laughs> hey, Daryl, could you? Um, <laughs> well, well, maybe you could look at other, um, like other gaming spheres, like maybe D and D or someone yeah. popular, and I don't know, maybe Hearthstone or something, or I, I don't I, know, or, or I, think, so, I don't I think, know. Just I think what I have to do is to publish the vote. You know what I mean? After the voting is done is to publish the final counts, not just the numbers, but the actual um, stage-by-stage voting. Because we use a, um, a, 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 what's it called, a rank-based voting system. So the way it works is um, if it eliminates uh, people from the ballot as as the counts are done. So yeah. Yeah, so it, it it'll it'll basically work its way down to one, but it'll won't you won't lose the votes for a single um, person. Uh, those are carried forward uh, from 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 each section of the vote. So, like I said, I think you need to start doing vlogs too on your channel just for going over the <laughs> process of this and talking about you know what your hopes and goals are for you know, 2019 awards. And then you can start just plugging that away on other shows. And well, I, I'm here with you. I'm going to talk to you and you well, can, yeah, <laughs> but you don't have the video made yet. <laughs> no, well, no, no. I'm just talking like, I, I think there, there could be an audience for that, you know, where yeah. people are genuinely interested in seeing, you know, what you're doing and, you know, it, it, you don't have to divulge a lot of details. You could tease a lot of it too. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't blur know. it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cause, so in order to make the vote, um, I guess it's a good time to talk about uh, like the actual behind the scenes process. So and, and actually, I have a question for you this year sure. because I changed something that's a little uh, vital. Did, did you vote last year in the to be honest, I don't remember because you know, I think you would have remembered if you voted because I don't <laughs> think I did. I really don't remember because the ballot was was stupid big. So. <laughs> You know, I I thought I'd get a few nominees here and there, and it ended up being you know hundreds of nominees. Yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't prepared to handle that volume. <laughs> so uh, the ballot ended up having anyone who was nominated on it. So in one category there was like forty five people. Oh, so when it hit you know so when you get the ballot and it's an electronic ballot, um, it's done through a, a a professional voting system that's actually used to elect officials in other states so that's what that's the level of protection i wanted to give the vote um, yeah i didn't i didn't want it to be i wanted to be verifiable and uh, uh i wanted it to be beyond reproach so you have to pay for that and it's based on how many people are voting and then how many candidates you have um 
So the nomination process is through one system. The voting is through a completely different system. Uh, this year, instead of um, taking everybody who gets nominated and putting them on the ballot, because so, this year we'll have more. Uh, so when you get your, you're going to get a, a ballot. Uh, it won't have 35 people in a single category. The decision I made, or that I'm think trying to implement, is in, it's just going to take the top six nominees from each category. Am I going to need my voter ID for this? No, no, no. You get, oh, I, got, <laughs> I have your email, so it's locked to your email. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you'll be emailed the ballot. You fill it out, and it's and it's kind of cool the way the ballot's set up. So you can drag and drop people in order. You rank them from best you know to your favorite to your least favorite you, you know what would be a fun little kickstarter tier reward if you make x amount of money or whatever for raising the funds for it is maybe for all the people who vote they get little i voted stickers and content oh, creator yeah. 2019 <laughs> awards that's a good idea <laughs> or, or, or or not stickers maybe pins or something like you know little pins like that, that's that'd be cool <laughs> that's a really good idea i'm gonna, I'm gonna use that <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll take half the proceeds. So. Yeah, 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 you get that. I'll give you uh, full royalties for, yes, <laughs> for yes. all the free pins I'm giving out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, it, so, the, so the top six, what's your opinion of that instead of – so I thought about the top ten, but I wanted – so if I send you a content creator a ballot and it's got six people in each category – Keep in mind, there's 18 categories. Yeah. Last year, last year there were 11 categories with nearly unlimited number of people on the ballot. Well, it, it so. makes six choices a lot easier. Um, but I mean, without and I, I just think that there'd be feel bads for people who, especially for maybe smaller audiences or something. Yeah. I don't know. But well, that's the reason for the categories is yeah. to is to make try to sure, lessen the feel bads. Yeah. Yeah, to pull those like the 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 less than three hundred subscriber groups, yeah, you know, to block them together. So you're getting the top six of the large, top six of the medium, and then top six of the small. And I thought that that's why it was important to break up the podcast into into those three categories as well, because like you said, you're not gonna uh, have. Um, you're not going to be able to compete with, you know, the titans up there. You know, it, they will black out the, the large. Oh you know? yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the 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 small. No, I I think six is better just just from a voting perspective. It seems like make the choices easier. Yeah, and it'll be easier for me because I'm I inserted links to everyone's content mm -hmm. inside the ballot. So all you had to do is open your ballot and click on the link and review review their content from last year. <laughs> With you know forty people in a single category, that was a huge pain. <laughs> oh, like, I bet, I bet, man. It's like man, and people would just have to self nominate one time and they got on the ballot. So uh, you know. I know it turns the nomination process into more of a popularity vote, but I'm not sure how to transition, you know, to stay, you know, I don't want it to be a popularity vote. I wanted people, I wanted content creators to vote on the content. Um, well, so, and how, how are you selecting the process of who gets to vote to ensure that they're actually picking the best person and not just for popularity reasons? 
Well, you can't really stop a content content creator from doing that, but you the way I'm advising them is um, they're in the instructions of the vote is you're only supposed to consider content created in 2019. Do do you let people know who is um, who's part of that voting committee? No, um, I, that I last year we had sixty voters. Okay. Yeah, and it's um, it was uh, randomly selected out of a hundred voters. This year, I'm going to try to just get to a hundred voters and keep it there. Um, I think I think that's a good number to have. Um, you get a lot of diversity. You won't have anyone trying to 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 lean the vote in any one direction, and it's going to be a diverse set of voters, meaning cosplayers, writers, podcasters, YouTubers, streamers. Well, I, I guess um, I guess where I'm getting at is how do you stop that sort of brigading of terms of you know you know them just sort of asking other people like hey did you were you able to vote for this who are you going to vote for oh let's all vote for xyz instead and you know forget about these people like uh, and and i'm only really asking this because maybe other people out there listening are curious about wanting to know you know how how do you how are you you thinking of trying to prevent that sort of behavior yeah you know that that was almost like the initial reaction of some people in the comments section of some of the videos where the you know why wasn't this person voted for yeah and then but it was funny because there's some people that get it and then some people that didn't get it like maybe there's you know people that walk into the process and say well why didn't this person get me get the award um well it's because one you didn't nominate them and two, you didn't vote on them. Or you got to bring that. You know, you can't walk in at the end of the process, and and expect your favorite person to be there because you're part of it. You know? Yeah. And it's got to be a combination of, of audience and content creators for the nomination process. I realize that too. Well, yeah, for the nomination process. I guess I mean more for the voting though. For. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I I don't think it's a bad thing to publicize your own vote. You know, to talk about it, to say, like, you know, to, like if I send you a ballot, I don't think it would have to be secret. Uh, it's because it's um, it's really up to you. I think it's it's your opinion. You have influence over a certain number of people. If you know, if you want to promote how you vote, I don't think there's anything really wrong with that, um, because one thing that I've learned about this community is that we are all stubborn jerks and that we like who we like (laughs) well well, and and that and that sort of brings another question to where i think of like a voting committee to where they're actually trying to vote for what is sort of laid out in the guidelines of what is considered the best right instead of just what's the most popular because you know you look at something like the academy awards or the oscars and all mm-hmm. that stuff and you look at certain movies and all th- and a lot of times there's movies that win that no one's ever even seen or heard of but when you do look at that movie itself it is like a technical masterpiece or it's a really good movie you know and yeah. then the sort of same thing can be applied for content creation as well too where maybe there's someone out there that has made a podcast or made a youtube video that 
on just technically and just the way it presents itself is really awesome, right? Just like we talked about earlier, but it only gets 10 views, right? Yeah. They've, they've made this amazing deck tech of a video, but then, you know, Pleasant Kenobi wins because he's more popular in the video. While it's good, it's funny, it's just not as good as compared yeah. to this one person. And, and I know that's two completely different categories of small and large audiences, but I, I guess I'm just sort of laying it on the table like that where you're it's still just going to be a popularity contest yeah i i um so, sorry if this is a I, hard question it's just uh, no 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 it's a good question it's it's a really good question um because that and, and it's kind of a hard thing to overcome um in a process like this uh, when I do set guidelines for how voting should should occur okay what, what things should be voted on uh, or how, what um, items can be considered when voting and um, actually I think on the website uh, I might even have some of these um, well, yeah, I, I think I did see it on the website where. Yeah, well, but each individual voter will get a um, a set of guidelines. That okay. Says this this is specifically what you should be looking at, um, and not just randomly stacking people up based on what you, what you like. So, say for instance, your favorite content creator last year took seven months off made one video and streamed some so you're judging their content just for that year you know you can't really compare it to someone who went out there and you know pro is producing every single week at a high level you know? <clears throat> but it's you know and it's hard to put people up against each other um, you know quantity or quality wise because uh, you know you look like Rhystic Studies he he took the content creator of the year and the best video he took two awards uh, because he did both those things and mm -hmm. people voted on him um, but yeah it, every single voter gets a list of actual criteria on how they should vote okay uh, yeah and okay, that, that, that's good to know that at least yeah. that's something that they should be looking at to where don't just pick the best pick based on these yeah. list of criteria just 2019 and that's yeah. the only thing that can be considered um, everything before or after doesn't count I think the only thing I opened up an extra couple months was the um, the the new the, the best new content creator that was uh, I opened that all the way up to November of 2018 because I realized, um, you know, if, if you begin your your channel last two months of the year, it doesn't, you know, you're not really gonna. It, it seems like it it, it would um, put you at a disadvantage to be nominated because it automatically shuts you out of that award so, uh, so during I the nomination. Be, I can't be nominated for best new MTG content creator. I still well, feel new. I still don't know what I'm doing. Just, just, just <laughs> change, 
change your name and wear a different, <laughs> different Zuby with magic. All right, here we go. <laughs> Whole new podcast. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I, I actually wrote in there about, you know, if name changes are, are not are considered the same content creator. So, oh, no, because some people, <laughs> change, you know, they change their name yeah. a lot. You know, they just bounce from one thing to the next. But, but yeah, it's a lot. A lot. It's a lot to consider. You have to. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, and, and it's cool that you know you're sort of trying to think of all these, you know, caveats and try to make it try to make it as fair as possible without it being too much of a popularity contest. Yeah, the, and I tried to re- redirect all the popularity into the uh, People's Choice Award. Yeah, like that's just a straight up popularity contest, and oh that yeah, was, of course. But that one was the most fun to watch, was because it um, it changed every day. You know, and it was all like you could tell the content creator was talking to their people about it. Oh, <laughs> and you know, there and I, you know, who won that one last year? Who was it again? I don't remember. Uh, it's uh, I believe it was Brainstorm Brewery. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see, but Corbin, Jason, and I forget the third person who's on it. Yeah, yeah, Jason Alt. Yeah, yeah. They, but yeah, they um, but. Listen to who was in this category, the top 10. It was um, MTG Mudsta, Exotic, EDH Rec, Pleasant Kenobi, MTG Goldfish, Commander's Quarters, Loading Ready Run, Ristic Studies, uh, Leaving a Legacy, uh, Magic Mikes, and Nikachu MTG. And then Brainstorm Brewery, you know, relatively new kid on the block, right? No, they've been around for a while, though. Yeah, but it, well, yeah, uh, but you know, not—I would say—not the expected outcome of that. Yeah, book. yeah, I could see that. I was so happy with that. <laughs> I was so, I was so very happy that it was. Well, not that I wanted anyone to lose, but I wanted people to see that it doesn't have to be always end up the biggest person in the room. Yeah, that sometimes you know a, a, a three dudes doing a podcast can actually uh rise to the top and their audience spoke for them i thought that was really yeah. cool so with the kickstarter coming up what are what are some of the things that you can hint at for um for um like any kind of kind of special rewards that people may get if they you know help donate or have you well, figured that out yet? No, but I like I like your idea of the I voted I voted pin. That's a really good idea. <laughs> or I donated, or you know. Yeah, that's then no, that's a that's a really good idea. I've actually I've never done one before, so um, I'm open to anyone's. You know, I know people run run some people run them every every month or every yeah. other month. Uh, so yeah, please email me your. Um, your ideas I need them <laughs> no what would be cool and I know you have a lot of free time is <laughs> <laughs> is when whenever you do the Kickstarter like whenever you're in that month of trying to drive up the you know the um, the charity or the the donations and all that you should try to do a 24 hour stream oh, I'm, I'm just idea. trying to make you kill yourself here. <laughs> that's a good idea though I can do that 
Yeah. And then, I mean, hey, I mean, hey, hey, you know, I, I'd be happy to join you in for a couple hours, depending on the day. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, we could play some arena <laughs> or magic online, maybe get some of the hooligans to join. and Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, It'd we'll do fun. it. I'll take a couple of days off work. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work for the government. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, so, you, so you work Trump as your boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've got a buddy. I've got a buddy that um is in the army reserve, and he's been in the army reserves for years now. Um, and I always give him crap. Like whenever he has to go out to to drill training for mm-hmm. the week or for a month or, or or for the two weeks that he has to do every year or or when he has to go away for a weekend for the army it would sound like oh so trump is calling you you know tr- <laughs> trump is your best friend and you know he, he called me up told me he needs you and <laughs> yeah, he's probably heading down to the san diego border <laughs> uh, who that's where is. a lot that's where a lot of the reserves are hanging out now no no he's definitely not there but um <laughs> no but it's it's always funny um yeah, I don't want to get into politics here, though. But, uh, <laughs> Red flag. Red flag. Oh, I know. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. It's just... I don't even fucking know. It's a quagmire. Know. Quagmire. <laughs> yeah, because it's just... Whatever. It, I don't even give a shit anymore. It's, it's like I've told John and I've told the other hooligans, too, where, you know... I, I used to get so deep involved with, you know, the latest magic drama and shit and like Mm -hmm. what's going on who said what who did what and you know all this outrage and let's cancel them out and all that stuff and if they're not be if it wasn't like a complete shitty move you know like if the person like oh they did that yeah get rid of them type shit like a Todd Stevens type thing yeah but if it's more like oh they I I don't know whatever whatever small little thing I'm just like yeah whatever I don't care yeah I'm I'm not gonna talk about I'm not gonna bring it up but I'm just like I I'm not involving it involving myself anymore it's just we're talking about that on the stomping ground about how it's you know that that's a different kind of content that you know people are interested in that there's a there's an audience oh yeah oh yeah because it's well reality tv is still really popular so it's always that kind of drama there that people love going to and i'm just i mean yeah i I can get addicted to it too and you know I, i try to stray away from that it's that's why i like bringing on content creators and we just talk about you know what it's like to do this thing and just realize what the hell are we doing? I don't know what I'm doing and (laughs) we'll get along anyway and then talk about magic and just realize, Oh shit, I barely play magic except arena. Are you playing much magic? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the, the core of my, uh, my entertainment, you know, is arena right now or, uh, I do, uh, MTGO arena and I try to, you know, I've been recently trying to get to LGSs to play. Um, but mostly, you know, I do my, I'm a, I'm a slave to the mastery system. So, you know, I got to get my orbs. (laughs) Well, I, I, I'm now at a point to where, was it every Sunday I try to get my 15 wins right away yeah. <laughs> and then I'll wait like I'll try to do it every other day or every three days so I can build up all those quests and then just yeah. knock them out real quick and it's um I, I'm at the point right now where I just cannot stand this M20 standard at all 
Like, yeah. I'm so tired of it. I loved War of the Spark Standard, and then M20 comes out, and I'm like, I hate Standard right now. I cannot <laughs> wait for rotation. Well, I one thing I do like, and this this probably just appeals to me because of my deck building uh, um, affliction. Like that's how Chuck found me. He, um, I started my I started a blog, and just because I needed a place to store all my all my decks, yeah, and to get get feedback on them, and I you know I didn't want them to disappear into the you know the the different storage areas <laughs> like like mtg goldfish yeah, it just yeah. kind of just disappears into the ether but uh so i started putting them there and chuck found it and he said uh uh i think i i think he said uh your decks are weird um you want to come work for me and i'm like well, <laughs> i was like uh what, like what do you mean by work he's like well I'll you know you build decks for me and I can get you cards and stuff like that and I'm like well I'll build decks for you but I'm gonna get the cards anyway so because <laughs> yeah but so we just kind of created this little like synergy of weirdness where um, the, the, the decks we build are entertaining and yeah. fun and there's a part of arena where they say, you know, play, you know, 15 red and green, red or black, mm-hmm. or, you know. So, what I do is I go delete one of my decks because it's always full. I always have a full stack. Oh, wow. How, how many one, decks can you have? Not that, not enough. In MTGO, at one time, I probably had about, you know, 350 different decks because I was Jesus. constantly. Jesus. I was constantly building decks. That's that's more fun for me than actually playing them. So, I when I see the little thing in arena, I'm like, uh, what what are we doing today? <laughs> and <it> says, <laughs> okay, it's red and black. All right, cool. Delete a deck. Start building. <laughs> so build a deck, and then you know land it out. Get in there, play it. <laughs> oh, you're probably gonna like really like historic too, because as they start adding more sets, you'll have bigger and bigger card pool you can start yes. doing stuff with too. It was kind of heartbreaking. Well, I'm glad they're actually glad they're bringing Brawl in. Cause yes, the more, I'm so excited about that. The more formats, the better, because I just I have a deck building addiction that I just need to. To, to feed and if I have to go for, you know, what's sad is when they pulled standard away from MTGO or it's still there it's just kind of floundering around. probably barely anyone plays it though <laughs> I sat in one of the queues once and nothing happened but <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh but, but when they did that it was like um, well I used to buy you know get all my cards in standard on MTGO and those carried forward into modern and I could build new things with what I was finding in Popper and now EDH. And, you know, I could just spread them in through those formats. Now it's, you know, it's Arena <laughs> and then MTGO. <laughs> it's like these two separate entities that they don't meet. Uh, so I, I got to get cards for Arena, cards from MTGO. So it's like two different, you know, two different areas yeah, and they don't carry yeah. over. I can't just drag the cards over there and but you know so now i have to be picky when i buy when i get cards because i used to just get the entire set get play sets of everything because that's that's how i build (laughs) it's like because you never know that common that you know does something 
useless, <laughs> it may be awesome later on. And then uh, it may go up for like 10, 20 tickets at one point yeah. too. Yeah, I wouldn't. So I, I wonder how many, I wonder how many cards I have on MTGO. Oh, it's, I've sold my collection many times. It's and and that now that I have it back, I play it just for Commander now. And yeah. but eh, it, I don't know. I I used to. I miss like that feeling of wanting to build decks. I've been trying to get it back with EDH, but I just I don't know. And I I'm so picky now on what Commander I choose because yeah. And, and maybe this is just a symptom of playing Magic for too long because as I see new commanders come out, I'm just seeing a rehash of the same kind of mechanics yeah. over and over again, but just maybe slightly works differently. or mm-hmm. or And same with new cards as well, too. It's like the same things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then even when a new mechanic comes out, I'm like, oh, but it's just like this. And... Mm. And I'm not really trying to talk. I, I know it sounds like I'm trying to talk bad, but it's also sort of a testament to to Magic for them to even still keep trying to come out with these new ideas for yeah. what 26 years now. <clears throat> and and it's gotten to a point where I'm like, you know, I don't know how many token EDH decks I have. I've got you know, <laughs> you know, ramp aggro, all that kind of stuff. It's like why not? Why build just another variation of one of mm. those main you know archetypes? forward and yeah. just like with commander 2019 is there's some really cool cards in it but mm-hmm. i'm honestly not that interested in it and i'm, I'm over excited about it i think i wish i could <laughs> I, I really wish i could be because i used to go out and pre-order all the decks right away and this is the first year where i'm like i have no desire to buy any of them yeah and and it's sad for it, it's kind of sad because it's like i want to but i can't force myself yeah, you know, I am excited but, well, about you know, Throne of Eldraine though. Throne of Eldraine looks so far the art looks yeah. freaking amazing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, me and Chuck had a had a show where I did predictions, and I got to show you my my Throne of Eldraine prediction page. This Uh-oh. is this is my Throne of Eldraine. Uh, <laughs> I can't read page. any of it, but yeah, it, it's just scribbles. It's like complete. I think I predicted everything is going to happen. In Throne of, I was so excited about what, the. What are the, some of their predictions? Oh, I, I, the worst, the worst prediction I made was that Infect was coming back. Yeah, no, I don't think it's ever coming back. <laughs> but, but I had a logical uh, connection. So, um, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right? Poison Ooh, Apple. Ooh, okay, okay. Poison, poison Apple, right? So, <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> it's it's possible. It's possible. Um, what were some of the other predictions? Uh, some of them were pretty innocuous, like um, you know, you can expect a Excalibur sword to be in the um, as an equipment. I think you know. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I only predicted like eight different, nine different tribes, <laughs> which were just you know a lot of tribes to predict it's almost all of them <laughs> well we we need we need a dwarven tribe we, we don't have enough dwarfs and and that was that was my number three was dwarves yeah we need more dwarves we, well, I, we thought, need... I thought since aether revolt had most of them you know they had a lot of yeah but it's it's only i think red and white dwarves though we need some black green yeah. and blue dwarves as well too yeah blue dwarves would be cool yeah dwarves can be mages come on <laughs> Well, words, so, get with it. So, oh, uh, yeah, sagas. That was kind of a 
I, I loved sagas. They they were Dominaria like was one of my favorite sets of recent history. Just the past couple years, it was, mm-hmm. and I, I think mainly because it's it was just such a nostalgic set for me too. Just yeah. going back to Dominaria and um, it I I played the hell out of this. I bought way too much of that set. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't really draft until Dominaria, and that really—it was a fun set to draft. It was. Oh, it had yeah. a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah, and then um, was it Guilds of Ravnica? Well, shit, I don't think I've drafted since Ravnica Allegiance. I want to say, or, or is it Guilds of Ravnica? I don't remember. It's. Yeah. I've been. I've been so out of the paper game lately since I since I go to my LGS only to play D and D, and since I'm trying to build my <laughs> local D and D scene. Yeah, and all that. It's like the only kind of paper magic I play is my friends and I. Maybe once a month, get together, play EDH, and <laughs> then I play my Grand Arbiter Augustin deck, and everybody hates me. Are you, are you are the Ten Street Hooligans still doing? Are you still DMing there? Uh, yep. Yeah, because I, I you know I don't I don't play D and D. I don't um, really watch it, but. Your your show of that is so funny. It just oh my it God. is. It's it, it's. I I I don't know if I've said it on the show, but I know behind the scenes I've said it's like wrangling cats <laughs> yeah. because n- none of them know how to play D anD D at all. So I'm like having to just teach them the very basics of it the whole time. And and it's also it's a lot different DMing on a show compared to when I'm just doing it at the game store. It's I've only got a short amount of time to do something, and and I can't make a combat session go that long. You know, so I got to sort of speed it up and I got to make it a little bit easy for them because one, they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Like some of the times where there, there's been some episodes where they'll do a combat thing and they'll do something where I'm like, what? and I, I almost want to tell them, what the hell are you doing? No, don't <laughs> do it. You're going to die if you do that. But I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like how Pixie gets real. Um, you could tell she gets annoyed at her, her fellow like channelers. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, you know, after like a, you could tell it's like right around, you know, like glass and a half of wine, you know, she's like telling, like telling people what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, uh, it, it's really funny. It's just, but you know Johnny's personality is oh my gosh he's he, he's funny to watch because he'll uh, he like has this he tries to figure it out like right when things are happening he starts like throwing things out it's yeah just, he's like trying to figure out the situation and then Pixie's just like let's just go do this <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, no it's, it's funny it's it's a really good. Uh, really good group of people that you know you wouldn't you wouldn't normally see something like that it's really funny yeah I'm trying to finish out the campaign at least by the end of the year and then we're gonna start a new one next year and that and this time I'm gonna have them start off at level one it's gonna be more of a traditional D&D campaign um, yeah. and it may go on a lot longer than a year uh, dep- depending on if we keep doing it and um, <laughs> and it's it'll be a little bit easier because I made the mistake of starting them off all at level five and that none of them have ever played D and D. And then I was realizing as I'm helping them make all their characters, there's just too much stuff for a completely new person to know (laughs) for a level five character. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. 
I made yeah. a mistake here, but I, I can't go back now. I got I got to finish this campaign for them and go on to the next one. And it, it's it's been a it's been a blast. It's been fun. They're really good role players, and I, yeah. I think the the funniest thing about it is, I feel like they, I feel like they have this thought of I know what I'm doing and what I I know what the story is going to be. I'm just making it up as I go along. <laughs> I've got a general outline. But I don't know yeah. what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> it, it, but I think it makes it it it's really funny because there's so much certainty in some people's eyes and then uncertainty in the others. And you know, I, I know Coach. Um, it, oh how my long, god! It, 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 he, he's the only one who knows how to play D and D. Yeah, he's funny. Oh he's, my god! He, he Him is and his so... freaking Richter. It's so <laughs> hilarious. Where the accent, the German accent, I just I can't. <laughs> sometimes well i i kind of i turned it on like part way through once and i was i was just puzzled like what the heck is happening like, oh you didn't know we were doing D D? no no it was like you walk it's like walking on your friends and they're doing um you know uh, acting <laughs> yeah all, like all improv acting. and all that <laughs> yeah, doing improv and you're like what the hell are you guys doing <laughs> 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 but it, it was really funny. It's no, and and I, I've been enjoying doing the D and D content too. Like I've got my RPG companion podcast. It's I I feel like now that's going to be turning into an interview podcast as well because I've been trying to do like book reviews on it. I've been trying to do other stuff like talk about other topics, and they some of them been doing well, some of them not so hot, and then it's and then. I'm just going to start interviewing more people as well, too, on that. Just talking about DMing. Cause, and I, I think just like what we were saying before, I'm just going to go with what I really enjoy. And I love I love DMing. It's, I, it's my favorite thing about D&D is just being a dungeon master. It's I, love, yeah. I like playing the game, but not as much as DMing because I love throwing stuff out there for my players. And they're just <laughs> going to... And it's funny because I'll, especially the game I DM every Friday night, it's, I'll throw them out a situation and it's so funny for them to like try to figure it out or something as if I actually planned it that deep. <laughs> and I'm just like, whatever they're going to say, that's how it's going to go. <laughs> or to some extent, like I'm just making it up as I go along. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I, uh, I had a friend who invited me over. I, I did play D and D once and, uh, he invited me over to his house, and he was real secretive about it. He wouldn't tell me yeah. what it was for. And he's all, hey, do you like um, board games and stuff? And maybe you can hang out. And I was like, sure. And he was like real, real like just not telling me what's going on. And when I got to his house, he's like, we're playing Dungeons and & Dragons. <laughs> and he took me. <laughs> like once I was in his safe his safe place, he's like, like, we're playing Dungeons & Dragons. You can't leave now. <laughs> but I went into his – he had this den, and – you know, no half measures with this guy. <laughs> he had a Lego um, dragon hanging from the ceiling. Oh, that's cool! <laughs> like full on that he built himself. And then on the on his like little table, he had a uh, like a the maze, a Lego maze of <laughs> of a oh I guess a one of those boards. Yeah. And uh, and uh, but it was all stuff that he had done himself. I found out that he's a writer for one of the. Um, like the role playing game producers. Oh, that's and awesome! So, so he's got this whole hidden life, right? Yeah. And you know, 
the life that I saw him with was nothing like that. But I'm I felt honored that he pulled me in. <laughs> but I didn't realize the level of paranoia when you're playing this, like as a player, because even when we were just walking into a room, I, I was like. <laughs> They're obviously he's bringing us in here to kill us all. <laughs> so oh, that, that that's the best part. That, that's one of the best parts. Seeing your players like scared shitless, and you're like, <laughs> but and... just jumping and hiding and and climbing, and then you're like, you could just walk through the room if you want. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> cool, I'll just walk. <laughs> Take yeah, th- that's what you do. You get them so paranoid. You get them, and, and then when they start to get comfortable then you start to say something as if something's going to happen and then nothing yeah. happens. And then, <laughs> then something will happen after that. Once they've calmed down. Yeah. Like some of my favorite sessions that I've DM'd is when there's it's just a complete role playing session where there's no combat involved or anything. And it's just everybody role playing their characters with each other. And I'm just sort of just standing around being sort of a referee, like, okay, Oh, you're going to do that. Okay. Roll for this or something. And you know, I'm not having to do much, but I just see them all really getting into it. That, those are my favorite sessions. <laughs> One of my favorite sessions that I did this year was my players got captured and they had to escape from a jail and it took them the entire four hours to escape. And that was like the most fun thing ever because they, they took every single measure to escape and it was, they were completely like had no weapons, no armor, and they had to fight off a bunch of guards and just the amount of creativity they had to fight them off was just amazing. I loved it. Completely loved it. It was really fun um and 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 that's my favorite things is i'll build these worlds i'll build these stories and i have a and i always have a general outline of what i want to do for the story but i'm never gonna force you into you have to go there Uh, i'll say like okay hey um you know this evil wizard they're eventually gonna do xyz oh you don't want to go do it okay cool yeah whatever you know just ignore him and then you know maybe 10 levels later he's super powerful now and if you don't deal with him you know you're kind of fucked (laughs) yeah type thing i think it's funny when the hooligans are like doing something simple like trying trying to figure out what to do with a gun or what to do like what to do with a thing and they all start shouting out things and you're fully accepting everything that they're saying like okay you'll do that and then <laughs> and then you do that so it's it's like they're throw it they're standing there in front of an enemy just throwing things to each other like oh, put well, yeah. it, <laughs> see, see that's the thing is I'll, I'll pretty much accept almost anything but it's like you got to be prepared to accept the consequences of what you're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like you can't I, I try to tell new players like it's not a video game. You can't just go in and be like Skyrim where you you know steal from everybody and kill everybody in the town. It's like no, I mean yeah you could do that, but yeah you're gonna have people that are super strong that are gonna come after you and pretty much kill you. Yeah. So no, no it, it's I I love it. It's it, it's been really nice to it's been a nice change of pace playing a lot of D and D too because it's. It's an environment, especially when you're around a group of people, and it's there's really no winning involved in D and D, and it's it, it's it's a collaborative storytelling effort, and everybody's involved with it. And I do my best to try to make sure everybody feels 
cool as their player doing it too and um it, it it's just a really cool feeling especially you know everybody wants to keep coming back and playing and um i don't know it's just it's awesome yeah. and it's um it, it was also also really humbling i put it on um put on twitter but my birthday last week you know my players actually got me an oh, rpg nice. crate thing and had a whole bunch of little gifts in there and you know i i was blown away by it it's like holy oh, shit cool. it's like let me know when your birthdays are and i'll get you something <laughs> <laughs> see now i know i know what to get you for christmas so <laughs> oh cool yeah it's my my my, my bookshelf here slowly turning into a whole bunch of rpg book stuff and it's um i, I want to start getting into other rpgs too but it's finding a group for that like i really want to get into the star trek rpg but finding people oh, to play that is never going to happen around here everybody's yeah. only up up to D D and all that so mm -hmm. maybe i can do a star trek D D type thing that'd be fun <laughs> but but you just inspired an idea we should have a content creator secret santa <laughs> hasn't that already been done before no like uh, worldwide <laughs> well I'm trying to think uh, or maybe I'm thinking of something completely different because I thought I thought that was done one year it's a good idea I love the idea it would be uh, fun yeah no, it would be just, I mean just just do a secret Santa type thing and yeah that, that'd be awesome that'd be hilarious too like who do you get out of how many how many content creators do I? I could probably pull in like two hundred of them. Oh god, what if what if I get a content creator I don't care for? Like what yeah, what, if, what, what if I get John Dunning or something? <laughs> yeah, what, what if you get someone who's just gonna give you a six pack of beer? <laughs> or what, or what if they just buy me some booster packs? Like well, I don't want magic cards. What the hell? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Oh look, I pulled a a fifty cent rare. Thanks. <laughs> good that'll come in handy when i'm not playing magic oh yeah oh that that's another thing i'm working on selling my paper collection too it's and i'm only going to be keeping my edh decks my popper decks and that's about it it's i'm working cool. on getting rid of my entire collection it's it's just gotten to the point where it's too much yeah i i i couple months ago i guess that yeah I, a couple months ago i sold off like sixty thousand bulk cards Wow. or something like that and Dang. I still have a crap ton more bulk that I want to get rid of but it's just being lazy <laughs> <laughs> we have to haul it like, how much did you get for bulk um, I got like five dollars per thousand oh. I think so it wasn't you know decent and all yeah. that and I made sure I painstakingly went through it all to take out all the good stuff and sold yeah. that separately because it's <laughs> if it was if it was a dollar or less, I kept it in there because it's, and I'm sure, I'm sure eventually there's probably going to be some common that shoots up to like 20 bucks or something, but whatever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend of mine who aggressively quit magic and he, he called me and said uh, to meet him in a, in, in this taco shop parking lot. Yeah. And he literally just dumped every bit, all of his magic cards into the back of my car. <laughs> and he said, he was like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> was there some good stuff in there? Oh yeah, yeah. He had a full set of Innistrad. He had Jesus. <sighs> yeah, he had stuff going all the way back to Core Eleven, and uh, yeah, tons of stuff. Tons. Man, uh, you don't get rid of stuff like that. You got to go through it and see what's <laughs> worth money, man. 
well, I think he was breaking his addiction, and he didn't want to. Oh, yeah. He didn't want to touch. He didn't want to touch the cards because that's how it starts up again. <laughs> Once you touch a Liliana the Veil, it's all over. It's like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, sold my Liliana the Veil finally. Yeah. Um, no, but um, that that was one of my favorite things I used to do was buy collections off people and do do the. That that's what was addicting for me. Not so much buying booster boxes and all that, but buying other people's collections and doing that treasure digging, where my my oh, buddy yeah. one time bought like a duffel bag of magic cards, like a big duffel bag, like you'd put cocaine in or something like that. And um, <laughs> he he came over my house and we spent like I don't know how many hours going through each card and wow. and the guy sold it for like two hundred bucks and he had he had to have like over a thousand dollars worth of magic cards in there. Just like, yeah. oh my god, like fetch lands and like, you know, a lot of shocks and, and you know, mm-hmm. a lot of good, you know, high money EDH cards. And I'm all like, this guy had no idea what he had, did he? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's my friend's collection. There you are. I lost you there for a second. Hello? What happened? Did oh, that... I had so much fun digging through my friend's collection. It just, I couldn't get through it fast enough. <laughs> yeah, my favorite collection that I ever bought, I think I bought this guy's collection for like 20, 30 bucks. It was less than 50 bucks. I can't remember. And, um, majority of it was bulk, like, except for like the last box. It was like those shoot, those, um, those, those baseball card boxes. Um, something like mm-hmm. something like this if you're watching the video something like it was a lot of these and the last box there was god like a snapcaster mage when it was like a hundred bucks at the time um there was uh some jace planeswalkers not mind sculptor but some of the mm-hmm. some of the other ones i can't remember um and then some really good uh modern playable cards i can't remember exactly but um just ones that are like five to ten bucks each yeah just like oh, jesus <laughs> that, that, that that was that was my favorite thing. I had to stop doing that because it's, you know, one it's it's super competitive buying collections around mm-hmm. here, and then it's just so many people then you know start smartening up to the idea of yeah. like oh yeah my magic cards are like five hundred bucks for all this bulk, <laughs> and it's like no none of it's worth any of that. <laughs> yeah, just going through it. I got tired of it, of the game. Yeah, well it's it's like you know pack cracking it's uh it's addicting <laughs> on a higher level yeah yeah it, it can be it, it's um i still like at least buying a few boxes of every standard set and i bought it i know i bought a bunch of boxes of the modern horizons as well too and, oh yeah um, that's but, totally worth it though <laughs> uh, not my last box my last box was absolute trash I had uh, one mythic and it was that Morophon one or Morophon or uh, and that was it. Like, oh my god, I just wasted all that money for. <laughs> that's terrible. That's yeah. like heartbreaking. <laughs> I mean, I, I I at least got a force of negation at least, but oh, that's you know, good. That's it, good. it was good, but you know, you spend what 180 bucks and that's the only good card you got. <laughs> no, but uh, eh, whatever. It's it's always a gamble. What can you do? <laughs> Not much. So, what else is going on with you, man? What else is happening? We talked a lot about this content creation awards thing. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about Chuck Wagon there. You know, what else you got going on, man? Um, not too much. Um, I'm just th- this is actually taking up the majority of my life right now. 
<laughs> the content creator awards. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's an awesome undertaking that you're doing for it, and um, it's. I don't know. I don't think I could do it. It's it's too much work. Well, you're doing part of it, so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. We can't talk about it though. Yeah, Not yet. That's... Not yet. No, no, no. It's it's worth waiting. It's worth waiting for the, the oh, the God. beautiful. <laughs> oh God, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> there's there's several parts, and it, it's great because I do you know nobody really knows what the other like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Every every presenter um, just does their presentation and they don't see anyone else's and I put it all together myself. Are are you and doing sort of the same thing again where you're mailing out? Uh, envelopes and all that again yeah so this year we have uh, oh, I think I might be losing so again. you oh, mail out you sealed envelopes oh yeah you, you mail out sealed envelopes to each one yeah and uh, once they receive them they shoot their video and they uh, push it back to you um, you take it you know fix the audio if it's messed up add something to it and then piece it together like one right after the other some of <laughs> some of them are so funny uh, like <laughs> you don't know what you're gonna get I, yeah. you know especially the first year when you know I didn't know I didn't have any idea and I got you saw the complete spectrum of just random things <laughs> like oh, some of yeah. them so some of them were, were were just straight up you know professional presentation of an award to like the, the hooligans did like just the, the most off the wall <laughs> like like what is this <laughs> oh god just, yeah but it was so funny it's like this is perfect i'm gonna start it with this one <laughs> so you have to put you guys on first because it was like it, <laughs> that, that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be these you know um, these presenters are supposed to do it in their own style, and since we've added in cosplayers and artists, um, it adds another element to it. So you're going to have presenters that are, you know, in full cosplay, and you're going to have—I uh, don't know—I don't know what you know artists are going to do, but they—they they have their own style of, of of doing these awards. So I'm bringing, uh, you know, every everybody together, and um, I'm. I think I'm up to 20, 22 or 24 presenters right now. So I still have oh, a damn. few more to go. Yeah, I still have nice. a few more to go. Nice. And 10th Street's part of that, right? Are we presenting again? Uh, no, but I can I can reveal this. Oh, okay. okay. This is a, this is a kind of a, a little bit of a reveal. Uh, all the presenters on this year are female. They're all they're all women. They're oh, ju- cool. You know, cool. either like they identify as, as women They can be transgender or non-binary, but, um, all women presenters and kind of a celebration of women in our profession and, uh, from all different age groups. Oh, that's <laughs> but, awesome. Yeah. And it's funny because the, uh, it's the, the female content creators have been very quick to respond to my requests. <laughs> it's like either with a solid no or a solid yes. You know, that's very, really awesome though. That's that's cool. Very rarely, and and you know, I I always preface everything with I'm not a a weirdo. I'm not a weirdo. I'm just 
this guy here's the website <laughs> you know <laughs> you know I'm not don't a weirdo know. I just want you to shoot a video for me <laughs> yeah just if you could videotape yourself and send it to me that doesn't great. sound weird at all <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to explain how I'm going to partner them with another content creator to shoot a video <laughs> with them and then like but you know they I, I throw out the other last year's video first, but <laughs> no, that's really cool though. Um, I guess to wrap things up here, um, is there anything else you wish to bring up or talk about before we wrap no, it up here? No, I, I just want to say thanks for having me on. This is really the kind of the launch of the, of the, uh, I call it the publicity tour of the, <laughs> the content creators awards, but it's very appropriate that we launch on your show and that we get to talk more about it on the hooligans. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited, looking forward to it. I think you're going to be on the hooligans next month. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I think they have me down for the, I think the tenth of September. It's like the second Tuesday. I gotta look. We we have a calendar. I gotta look it up. I don't remember yeah. off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. Let me see if that's written down. But you know, he could he could cut me. You never know. Oh yeah, that that freaking Johnny Slivers, the senior executive producer. He's ruthless. He's um. Yeah, he's a power yeah. player. You know? Yeah, right now we have um, you scheduled for the tenth, from what I'm seeing right here. Perfect. So yeah, Perfect. it's um, yeah, like I said, you gotta watch out for Johnny. If if you rub him the wrong way, he'll he'll just be like that. JJ, <laughs> forget about him. He's out of here. Did you hear what he said about me and the way I played Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> He's threatened to kick us all off the show. <laughs> yeah, you're all fired. I'm, I'm sorry I overreacted. <laughs> yeah, he's even threatened John Dunning a couple times, like, and, and John's the one who created it. <laughs> Johnny's it, just like, no, this is my show now. <laughs> it, it is funny when uh, Johnny's out there by himself when uh, when John's gone, because it reminds me of uh, Wayne's World when Wayne left and it's just Garth on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I know that th there was the one time where it was just me and him. And I think he was a little thankful that I sort of ran that because he was, yeah. I think he was telling me like, I have no idea what to do and all that. And I'm like, dude, don't worry. It's just, we'll just he's talk like, about whatever. He's like, everything's fine. I'm having a good time. <laughs> Not. <laughs> no, it, it, it's fun to see how that's evolved too, because, um, it's you know speaking of Johnny and no not like talking bad about him but he has grown as like at least a talker as well too yeah. where he used to be like really I guess nervous or just didn't really know what to say and all that now he now he's just you know spitballing stuff and doing that crackling carnarium now and mm -hmm. it's um he, he he's come a long way with it it's been good yeah yeah I love, it, I love some Johnny slivers yeah, he, he he's hilarious. <laughs> but um, all right, man. So where can people find you? Where can people find the content creator website? Uh, well, if you go to my uh, Twitter, it's the there's a, a link to it under there. Uh, it's just MTG Content Creators Awards. Creators is plural. Uh, dot com, and uh, my you can just look for MTG Strategist or just search. Google search hashtag MTG CCA and I'm the thing that pops up. Oh shit. Let me, let me see that. Oh my gosh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> the I know, very first thing. No, that's awesome though. But all right. Well, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. And, um, it's been, um, 
it's been really cool. It's been awesome, man. And thanks for coming on the show. And we'll, I guess I'll see you on the hooligans next in a couple yep. weeks from here. Thanks for having me, man. I really, I really enjoyed it. Oh, uh, you're welcome. All right. Have a great All right. night. All right. You too. Hey, everybody, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of Magic with Zuby. I hope you all really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun having JJ on to really discuss the content creator awards and just D&D and magic in general and all that sort of good stuff. It was really cool having him on. And, uh, you know, like I said before in the show, we will be having him on on 10 Street Hooligans on September 10th. And if you missed that, then you can go and check out 10 Street Hooligans on the They Said We Said YouTube channel, as well as on your favorite podcast app. Just look for the episode talking about the content creator awards if you're listening to this past september 10th um magic wazubi can be found on the following on itunes google play stitcher and TuneIn radio be sure to like and subscribe to the youtube channel um if you wish to help out magic wazubi at any ch- any way possible excuse me you can reach out or look at the magic wazubi patreon at patreon.com slash magic wazubi any donations or help is appreciated it be very very welcome and thankful uh magic Zuby can also be found on the following i think i already said that itunes google play Stitcher, and tune in radio uh you can reach to me at you can reach out to me on facebook.com slash magic on twitter at magic on instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby and you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com once again thank you all for listening and watching and have a great night